0: Welcome to another Clod of War sidecast with Ian. Cosmic Star Heroine. Cosmic Star Heroine is a journey back into the world of 16-bit JRPGs with a cybernetic eye firmly focused on the future of streamlining mechanics and story for modern players. The retro-styled, turn-based party adventure is deftly crafted to invoke nostalgia whilst providing the warm glow of admiration at just how enjoyable and smooth the gameplay feels. The 1980s cyberpunk theme of the game rounds off the slick package accompanied by a stirring emotive soundtrack by Hyperduck Soundworks. Developed by Zeboid Games, veterans of previous RPGs such as Breath of Death 7, Cthulhu Saves the World and Four Incarnations of Penny Arcades on the Precipice of Darkness. They kick-started the game at the beginning of 2014 with a view to releasing at the end of the same year. A total of 6,400 people backed it for a healthy sum of around $132,689. This was obviously a title that the Zboyd fans really wanted. After a lengthy and troublesome period of development the game was finally released in April 2017. I'm so pleased that the z team managed to craft this gem of a game, and in such good shape. Since release on the PC, the game is now available on most PlayStation platforms, the PS4, and the Vita, with an Xbox and Switch version in the making. In fact, the Switch version is a, a couple of weeks away. The The epic cyber-adventures of Elisa and her companions deserves as wider audience as possible. Cosmic Star Heroine is a traditional JRPG with all the usual tropes and nonsense removed. It delivers an engagingly clever cyberpunk spy story woven around a roster of endearing personalities and their unique futuristic skills. As the story develops, a cast of 11 characters will come into play and you'll be able to mix and match their strengths into a cohesive team of four. During combat, the tactical choices available to you are refreshingly numerous. Even at the start of the game, with only a few characters unlocked, you can experiment with their interlocking abilities, items or programs. Each character can have up to 8 abilities in their skill slots, pulled from their total number of skills acquired through levelling up. Apart from a basic attack ability that can be reused, most abilities have only a single charge and to use them again in battle you need to recharge them with a defensive ability. So you have 7 skill slots for customization and a defensive slot for skill recharging. All characters in your party have access to a shared but limited item inventory. You collect items from loot chests during your adventures and once slotted they have a single charge during any given battle. They recharge between battles. As part of the equipment system each character will have a shield and stored within that are programs. If the character's hackitude stat is high enough to meet the program requirement, then they'll be able to run the single charge program. Programs also recharge between battles. A character can equip different shields to make available a selection of programs, however, they need to be tech savvy enough to be able to execute their code in battle. Accessories are another piece of equipment and are generally slight stat modifiers or boosts to particular skills. Weapons tend to be geared around each character's unique fighting style, so Alyssa, the main character, will use better and better versions of the charged cyberbow fighting stick. Chan uses her pistols with her gunmancy skill to summon multiple firearms And unleash a deadly hail of cyber bullets. And Dave, the techy guy, he uses a tablet to hack. The weapon, skills, fighting style and the characterisation are so tightly woven that changing weapon types would dilute the special relation you form with the character. One of the more appealing features of the combat is that it simply opens into the area where you engage the enemy. It does away with the tropey jolt to immersion of being whisked into a separate almost unrecognisable area to deal with the battle. You actually fight at the place where you initiated combat. There are no random battles, you see all enemies in the immediate area and you can attempt to avoid them or bump into them to engage turn-based combat is kept fresh and pacey by interleaving two boost mechanics over the top of the skills, items and program system. The first is called style and it's a percentage representation of your increasing proficiency during combat. It grows the more moves you make, so more style means you inflict more damage, and you have a better chance at landing negative ailments onto the enemy. However, enemies gain style as the battle progresses too. So the more protracted the combat, the harder it becomes. If your style is 100% you're effectively doing twice the damage. If your style is over 50% when your character takes a fatal hit, they shift into a desperation mode where they can survive one more round. And if they're healed at a much reduced efficiency, then they evade death. The second is called Hyper. And it's a true staged boost whereby each character has a segmented or pipped bar beneath their health. And on each turn, they gain a hyper point that fills a segment or a pip. Um, And when the hyper bar is full, the character goes into Hyper mode, the character UI lights up a glowing yellow where their damage and ailment success doubles. Since you know the turn order and you can see the hyperbar filling, you can plan devastatingly boosted attacks using the hyper mode at the right time on the right skill. The gradual increase of a character's efficiency through style and the cyclic planning of coordinating hypermode hits between characters really adds a lot of higher level strategy and satisfaction to the combat rather than just popping off offensive and defensive skills. Some of the set piece action is choreographed well and it drops surprises on you in terms of scale and presentation. One of my early favourites being your battle with an enemy who pilots a large multi-sectioned mech and later you take part in a kaiju style mech monster battle yourself. The pixel art is stunningly handcrafted with adorably animated cutscenes and one of my favourite character introductions is that of Lauren um, leading into an indie band concert, an emotive video and a battle afterwards Memorable moments cementing the ethos of the character with some good art direction. The planetary exploration never feels like a chore. Exploring the area is worthwhile to find additional items to add to your arsenal. You're always focused on the next storied objective, but you have time and space to admire, adore and immerse yourself in the pixel art cyber future. Sound wise, it's a real homage to 80s cyberpunk electronica, and it exquisitely sets the thematic tone for the whole adventure. Hyperdux Soundworks have really composed a high octane future sound for the meat space of our nostalgic past, and it is aurally beautiful and tragically poetic like tears in rain. Cosmic Star Heroine is a real pleasure to play, evoking simpler times but enhancing our memories with newer, streamlined, less tropey upgrades to our combat, to our characterisations, to our stories and our expectations. However, be warned, it will give you an unquenchable thirst for the cyberpunk future and you'll spend the rest of your time searching for other games that may satiate your tech-heavy dystopian craving. And for everything cyberpunk, be sure to check out Neon Dystopia, a news and opinion site that keeps you up to date with the latest and greatest of cyberpunk content. intros and outros are the glory of hyperduck soundworks the background theme music for this episode was provided by eric matthias and he can be found at soundimage.org and the track used was sunrise at the stream